This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 147. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. I just got off a coaching call with one of my coaching clients and I'm so excited because she had an amazing breakthrough. And it's so fun to see people that I love and the people that I coach doing well and getting better and accomplishing amazing things in their life. I'm so excited. She is going to do all kinds of amazing things. And I like to think in some small part, thanks to me and my coaching. So I just love life coaching. I love it when I get coached and I love coaching others. And I'm so excited to share it every week with you. Before we get started, I just wanted to thank you all for submitting questions and ideas for the podcast. It really helps me to understand what we're struggling with and how I can help. Please keep those suggestions coming. With that being said, I'm compiling some mantras and inspirational words for an upcoming podcast. It was suggested by one of you, and I love that because I love quotes and inspirational things that I can post on my desk and on my um, computer to help me stay focused. So if you have any of those that you really love, anything that you use to keep yourself motivated and inspired, any sayings or verses or quotes, send me an email and let me know what your favorites are, and then I will share them on the upcoming podcast. And um, I'll use your ideas, and hopefully I will have Bridget, my daughter, again on that podcast to help us work through those. So send them to me. My email is jacapelldvm at gmail.com if you have any suggestions. So today with my excited self right off of life coaching, I want to talk about how to be humble and fierce at the same time. And when I think of humility or being humble and fierce, I think of my good friend Rocky Balboa, which you all know I love. And Rocky was a very fierce fighter in the ring, but very humble in real life. And he was very grateful for the things that he had. So Rocky works for me. But choose somebody that you admire that demonstrates both these qualities of fierceness and humility. But that's what we're going to talk about today is how to be humble and also be fierce as a leader. When you're put into a position of leadership and we're all leaders, whether we like it or not, we need to embrace our inner fierce, confident leader while still remaining humble. And that's kind of a hard tightrope to walk. We need to do this with the people that we work with, and we need to do this with our clients. Now, I, all, I know that we all suffer at times with imposter syndrome, and it happens to me, it happens to all my clients, and we struggle to feel successful or feel motivated to move. But let's talk about how to be humble and fierce, humble in our weaknesses and fierce and decisive in our goal setting and our handling of our clients, our handling of our cases, and also leading ourselves and our teams. Because I think those are things that we would all strive to be. We can be humble and very fierce. 
And I know all of you can accomplish this. So that's why I wanted to talk about this today. Now, there is this thing called the five levels of leadership. And depending on who you follow or who you read, there's several different versions of this. But I did pull a few things from my research for this podcast from um, someone named Jim Collins on his five levels of leadership and also John Maxwell. And he has a different five levels of leadership. So I'm going to use both of these so we can try to understand how humble energy and fierce determination can work together to help us stay on top of everything when it comes to our leadership. So Jim Collins' levels of leadership start with the base level, and it's shaped like a pyramid. So the base level is kind of the foundation of the pyramid. So what he teaches in his five levels is that you have to start with a solid base in order to build up your capacities. And the base level or the level one leadership is a highly capable individual that makes productive contributions through talent, knowledge, skills, and good work habits. Now, John Maxwell calls it the learning level. And this, in my opinion, is where humility begins. Now, the dictionary defines humble as having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. And I like the word modest. It's a positive word. But when we say low estimate of one's own importance, that feels a little negative, right? So we need to balance this. We need to balance the positivity of being modest with a low estimate of your importance. But we, want, we don't want to feel negative about ourselves. So if you have a low estimate, it sounds like negativity, but it really isn't. In my mind, being humble is a sign of strength. So let's talk a little bit about what's positive about being humble. And I'm going to go through, oh, I think about seven things here of the positive aspects of humility. So humble people don't abuse their authority. When you're working in your veterinary hospital, it's critical that you understand that you're an important part of the team. You have unique talents and knowledge that allows you to lead, but you're not the most important part of the team. And sometimes as doctors, we get kind of this complex that the place couldn't run without us. And on some level, it's true. The vet has to be there to run the practice. But I think we all understand on some level that it requires this whole diversity of people in our practice in order to keep it running. Because as a veterinarian, I'm terrible at running blood work. I can hardly run the machines. I don't even step into the lab most of the time. There's a lot of things that I don't do on the phone with the clients. There's so many things that my team does that I don't do. And so if we understand this, if we're humble as veterinarians, we can see ourselves more as advisors or coaches for our teams and for the clients. Have you ever had the thought that clients were stupid? I know sometimes we have, right? We're like, oh, these people, they don't know anything. Because in our position, we sometimes think that we're superior because we have more knowledge or more understanding of medicine or even common sense. Sometimes I'm surprised at how little common sense there is out there in the world. So when those thoughts creep into our minds and our heads, we need to remember that we're trained to help these people. So we might have superior knowledge, but it doesn't make us better. 
It makes us more capable to help those people and guide them. And so being humble and being a humble person means that we can delegate our authority, we can teach people with kindness, and we can be patient with our teams and with the clients. Another advantage to being humble is it allows others to succeed, and we're happy when they do. If you're a really competitive person like I am, I always want to compete with other people, I want to win, it's sometimes difficult to step aside and allow others to succeed. So I like to be humble, but also compete with myself. I love to see members of my team grow and achieve milestones in their lives and their careers. And that is part of being humble. And I think if we can remember that one of the best things about being a leader is helping others grow, that's a really humble thought to keep in mind when we start to feel like we're losing our humility. Another great thing about humility and being a humble leader is that people with this quality are big contributors to the group. They work well with others. They play nice in the sandbox, so to speak. Humble people are very supportive of their team. They're collaborative, and also they allow other peoples to lead them. Humble people don't have big egos, and they don't need to be stroked. They don't need a lot of positive feedback. And they're less likely to be taken in by flattery or overcome with flattery. So their humility allows them to focus on the big picture of the practice and see how the overall success of the hospital or the group provides for the team. So if you can be humble in your leadership of your team and allow other people to blossom and push ahead, that will create better leadership skills for you. And that's part of the beauty of creating a humble self. Humble people also look to promote others. So basically that means that we want to help other people feel more confident and more important. So to be a humble veterinarian can mean listening to your clients without judgment, allowing them to express their opinions. I know that I've learned some of the most important things about a case from listening to the client. And sometimes the client will tell us something that feels a little weird or off, like we don't think that they're correct. But sometimes if you remain open-minded to their thoughts, it will help you figure out what's going on with their pet. And it'll also help you figure out what to offer them and what they need from you as their veterinarian. And I find that if I offer the client something that they believe in, and I go down the same road with them, I kind of collaborate with them rather than tell them what to do, then I'm going to get a more cooperative client. And the same thing with your team members. If you allow them to make some of their own decisions, you collaborate with them, you're going to create more success in your team. And they're going to stay with you longer. They're going to be more loyal to you. So this humility, if you can embrace it, will allow you to create a stronger team. And it doesn't make people feel less than or down. It allows them to feel bigger and better when you take that back seat and be humble. Humble people are usually also more trusted by their peers and by their teams. So if you promise to do something or you tell somebody that you're going to call a client back or, you know, whatever it is that you promise, have some integrity and do that. That's part of humility. So these humble leaders are people that are easy to read. Um, They're what you see is what you get. 
They wear their emotions on their sleeves. They don't hide from others. And they don't take credit for successes that other people on the team are responsible for. Another way to demonstrate your humility for your team is to demonstrate the fact that no task is beneath you. So these humble veterinarians are the ones that pick up poop when a dog, you know, takes a dump in the exam room rather than calling someone to do it. You might clean up a cage as needed if no one's around. You might pitch in when something needs to be done that isn't necessarily your job, but needs to be done. So it doesn't mean that you always have to be doing other people's jobs. It doesn't mean that you have to do or spend your time doing a lot of things that are kind of beneath your position. You still need to do your job, but being willing to step up when things are needed is what humility is all about. You're not a pushover. You can be humble and strong, but you also have to be open to showing your team that you're willing to pitch in. And the last thing, the last advantage of being a humble leader is that humble people are vulnerable. This is really important. They admit their mistakes and they take responsibility for their actions. And this is a tough one. For those of us that are perfectionists, and I know that that is a big thing with us veterinarians, is we want to be perfect. We want to think that we're always in the right. We're always doing the right thing. But if we want to remain humble and trusted, we have to show our teams that we're vulnerable. Vulnerability is part of that openness that allows other people to see our true selves. So admitting your mistakes. And when you allow yourself to be vulnerable and you show the team that you are imperfect, that you make mistakes, that you do have feelings, if you can cry in front of your staff, that's going to allow that team to be more honest with you. Because there's nothing worse than having a team that doesn't trust you because then everything's behind your back. It takes courage to be vulnerable. It takes courage to lead. It takes courage to open yourself up to humility. And I think if we can do that, we're going to be so much stronger, not only in our leadership, but in our career as a veterinarian. So this humility and being vulnerable is really important, but it doesn't keep you from being a fierce leader. And that's why I put these two words together in this one podcast. I think that humility feels very weak sometimes and fierce feels very strong, but I think you can be both. I think that being a great leader involves this and even being a great veterinarian, even if you don't feel like you have a lot of leadership ability, becoming more humble And then becoming more fierce will allow that leadership stuff to blossom. It'll allow you to come out as the great leader that you can be. So let's talk about fierceness, which is really fun, right? So the definition of fierce is having or displaying an intense or ferocious aggressiveness, which I really love. That just cracks me up. It makes us sound like some sort of, you know, really, really mean, mean a dog that comes into our hospital. Not the scared ones, but the real competent, ferocious ones. And they don't come around very often, but they're there. The other definition is showing a heartfelt and powerful intensity. So aggressiveness and intensity, that's fierce. So in Jim Collins' definition of the five levels of leadership, the top of the pyramid, the top of the pyramid 
is the executive leader. And he defines it as being someone who builds enduring greatness through a paradoxical combination of personal humility, which we kind of talked about, and then professional will. So professional will is his fierceness. John Maxwell calls that fifth level the pinnacle. And he says, you simply can't reach level five unless you are willing to invest your life into the lives of others for the long haul. But if you stick with it, if you continually focus on both growing yourself at every level and developing leaders who are willing and able to develop other leaders, you will find yourself at the pinnacle. Now, I'm not going to say that we all have to push that hard to be leaders. Some of us really don't want that in our life. But these skills, this fierceness, and this humility that takes you to that fifth level of leadership is a skill that you can use for anything. You can use it for personal development. You can use it for study. You can use it towards your medicine. This is a really important thing to develop in yourself, whether you want to be a pinnacle leader or not. So it's the humility and then the professional will, which is where the fierceness comes in. So let's talk about why you want to be fierce. Fierce leaders bring energy and they're enthusiastic about the mission of the practice or the mission of the goal. If you've ever been in a room with someone's really passionate about what they do, that person is fierce about their job and career. And sometimes we lose our passion and we get dragged down by the day-to-day in and outs of the negative clients and the hard schedules and the surgeries that keep us after work. But if we can go back to that fierce remembrance of our passion, why did we get into veterinary medicine? What is it that we love about it? And we rekindle that excitement about saving animal lives. We can become fierce again. It's that energy. Fierceness is energy to me. Fierce energy is also honest. So somewhat like humility, it takes courage to be fiercely honest and open. As a leader, your passion will come true for honesty, and it'll also attract people to you. They'll become loyal to you because they really know you. So that fierce energy is honest. And people that are ferocious are true to their morals and ideals. They believe in their values. They're aware of what they need to do to remain open and objective. And then they can make decisions because they understand the why behind their decisions. So part of this fierce feeling that I want you to try to cultivate is knowing your why. What is your ideal? What is it that you want? And then going after it. Because fierce people demand continuous self-improvement. And continuous team improvement. They seek to grow, they like to acquire new skills, and they even work to improve their behavior. They're not afraid to ask the team for advice. They're not afraid to put themselves out there. There's something fierce about that. And also, it goes back to that vulnerability of being humble. And fierce people are not afraid of change. They honor the people's opinion around them. They're open to improvement. They're into people development. They love continuing education. They love medical challenges. Anything that benefits the hospital and the mission behind the hospital 
comes from a place of that fierce energy. So if we're not feeling very humble or fierce, or we're having a hard time marrying the two, what are some things that we can do? And I think you'll all agree that it's a lot easier to be humble in veterinary medicine than it is to be fierce, right? It's a lot less scary to be humble than it is to be fierce. But in order to join the two, I think they really go hand in hand. Because if you're too humble, then you lose your your ferocity or your ferociousness, whatever the word is. If you're too humble, that fierceness goes away. If you're too fierce, you lose your humility. So these two words for me are such an integration, like we really need to embrace the two. So if you're feeling too humble and not fierce enough, ask yourself why. What is it that's causing you to not feel fierce? Have you lost the passion for your job? Have you forgotten about your why? Do you not understand the reasons that you wanted to do what you were going to do? Have things happened to you in your life that have beat you down and you haven't processed them and you're allowing those to take over? Because a lot of times that's the problem, right? We have problems, we let them drive us, and then they basically beat us down. They take away our fierce energy. And so I'm going to go back to Rocky. If you think about Rocky, and if you haven't watched the movies, you have to, if you're going to listen to me, (laughs) when Rocky gets knocked down by any of his competitors, right? Apollo Creed knocks him down. He just gets back up. He's a super humble human, but he just has this drive to continue to do what he does. It's in his DNA. And I think in a lot of instances, we forget that veterinary medicine is in our DNA. Most of us wanted to do it as young children. Most of us have always wanted to do this. And we took great pride in saying that we were going to go to college to be a vet. We were going to vet school. We graduated from vet school. All these things were super prideful things for us. And then when we get out into the real world, we kind of lose that. And I think in order to remain fierce, we have to rekindle that energy. We have to go back to the time that we felt super powerful and super energetic about vet med and ask ourselves why and really dig deep to bring back that fierce energy. So when vet med knocks us down, it creates humility, but then it's our job to go back and bring up that fierceness that we used to have. And I started out this podcast saying that one of my clients had a breakthrough. This was the kind of a breakthrough that she had. She was like, I wasn't feeling myself. And I went back to my younger self and thought, who was that woman? Who was the woman that got me to where I am now? And how do I rebirth her? How do I bring her back up? And that's what we did. So that's what I would encourage you to do is go back to that person that was fiercely interested in veterinary medicine and find out who that person is. Ask yourself those hard questions and you can do it. That person is in there, whether you believe it or not. Whenever I'm feeling frustrated or down about something that I'm doing, I have to really dig deep to be like, who am I? Who is that powerful, fierce person underneath there? Who is the Rocky in Julie? So that's what I want you to ask yourself. Where is the Rocky in yourself? And it might take some time. It could take weeks 
for you to dig this deep. But I really want to encourage you to do it because if you can be fierce and humble, there's nothing you can't do. So let me leave you with this idea. Leadership of yourself and others is about growth. Growth for your relationships, growth for yourself, your personal development, growth of your emotions, of your productivity, and of your team. So to lead yourself and others well, you must embrace your need for continual improvement. It's work. And I call my life coaching work when I'm coaching myself or when I'm coaching others. It's your work to do. And work isn't a dirty word. Work is amazing. It can bring so many rewards. So remember that growing is work. And work is development and development is improvement and improvement is fierceness. So you need to be humble and fierce. You can do it. Study yourself. That's a great first step. Learn where you feel humble and then grow where where you want to feel fierce. And you always have to start where you are now. Start by understanding where you are now and then decide on purpose where you want to go and then do the work to get there. If you want to become better and stronger, you have to do the work. So if I've sparked some need in you to become better and stronger by listening to this podcast, I want you to reach out for help. I'm here for you. If you want to become a better leader, if you want to work on your work-life balance, if you want to become more stable, if you have goals that you want to reach and you need help with those, if you're struggling with time management, any of those things, that's what I do. And if you want to become more fierce, I can help. So go to my website, veterinarylifecoach.com, or email me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. I offer free coaching on my website. You can book that there. If you're not ready to coach yet and you just want a little bit more content, you can sign up for my Wednesday Weekly Words. That's also on my website. And then also, please follow me on Instagram or Facebook. On Instagram, I'm the Veterinary Life Coach. And I have some really good content there. And I'd love to have you as one of my connections on Instagram. And you can always direct a message to me. However you want to get a hold of me, just do it. Coaching, life coaching is amazing and it will change you. So don't be shy. Reach out. Even if it's just to ask a question, I would love to talk to you. So my homework for you this week is to examine yourself and decide where you need to work on being fierce and humble. You need both of these things to feel balanced and successful and powerful. And if you like what you're hearing on the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. I'd really love to hear from you there as well. So go out there and do some work on yourself and have a beautiful, fierce, and humble week. Bye. Bye.